Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a special series of discussions about US politics and the Trump presidency, or as we journalists call it, the gift that keeps on giving. I'm Freddie Gray, I'm Deputy Editor of The Spectator. I'm joined today by Jacob Halbron, who is Editor of The National Interest. So Jacob, last night, Rudy Giuliani, who a couple of weeks ago was hired to Trump's legal team, dropped a news bomb on Fox when he stated that Donald Trump, through a legal company, had funneled a payment back to Michael Cohen, who was Trump's personal lawyer, a $130,000 payment, a hush money payment, effectively, to Stormy Daniels. Why did he do that? What's going on? And what's going to happen next? It's completely bizarre that he made that admission last night. And it's another sign of just how inept the Trump legal defense has been. I don't understand why Giuliani made that admission because it simply draws the president further into the tentacles of both the Mueller investigation and the Stormy Daniels affair since it all revolves around his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. Now, you may recall that just a week ago, Trump threw Cohen under the bus and said that he'd only performed a tiny, tiny fraction of his work. Now, Trump is saying that there was a permanent retainer that Cohen could draw on and that the Daniels payment was only part of a larger sum of $460,000 that Cohen used on Trump's behalf. Trump didn't specify what the other payments were for. But again, the whole thing just gets murkier and murkier. And the real victor in this, to me, is Stormy Daniels and her lawyer, Michael Avenatti, who today said that the admission by Giuliani ensures that Trump, in his words, will not serve out his first term as president. I saw that Avenatti, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, has been on CNN something like 65 times in the last month, more than all Republican senators put together. It's true, and Avenatti could be more deadly than Mueller in the public relations sense, since I don't think that Mueller has the ability to take on Trump on television, but Avenatti clearly revels in goading and tormenting President Trump, and he's been extremely successful at it so far. But Trump and Giuliani, I I think Trump and Giuliani have played into his hands. And I see two things possibly happening. Either Trump fires Giuliani or the new lawyer that he's seeking to bring on, Emmett Flood, who has just announced, will probably not be willing to take on the position as Trump's lawyer because the whole thing is just too chaotic. And Ty Cobb, who is pushed out, must just be chuckling to himself right now. The former lawyer? Yes. Well, Cobb serves out till, I think, till the end of May. Cobb had been preaching cooperation with Mueller and Trump's new strategy, such as it is, appears to be to go on the attack But I think Giuliani has blown up that strategy. They've shot themselves in the foot here. And and there's a further twist this morning where Trump tweets out what was still sort of sounded to me like a perfectly feasible line that this payment was made directly. It was to 
keep it's a standard procedure for celebrities to keep someone making malicious claims quiet, false claims, he said, and that he emphasised the money did not come from the campaign funds. But then it seems that Rudy Giuliani went on TV again this morning and suggested that it did come from campaign funds. What's he doing? I I don't want to be unkind, but is it possible that Rudy Giuliani is not fully in control of his own mind? There are rumours swirling around that his mental faculties are not what they were. I really don't know. I can't speculate on that. I mean, he does seem coherent. Mm. It's just that there doesn't seem to be a real strategy with the, with the Trump team. They seem to lurch from statement to statement. And we shouldn't overestimate Trump as an operator. That's one of the reasons I've always been skeptical of the theory on the left that he is a nascent dictator. While he has authoritarian impulses, his presidency, his entire life, Mm. really consists of one chaotic move to the next. But now that he's president, it's, I'm dubious that he will, in fact, be able to serve out his first term. I think the scrutiny of his actions and the lies, the fact is that a month ago, he explicitly stated that he had no knowledge of this payment. Now it's clear that as president, not just as a candidate or as a businessman, but as president, he flatly and flagrantly lied to the press corps. Well, when he said he didn't know if he'd paid. Now they're saying, now they're saying he did know. That would seem like a flat lie. I suppose looking at Trump's biography, yes, he seems to have gone from crisis to crisis, but he does always manage to pull out success in the end, or at least he has done so far. I suppose my first question would be, why do you think he hired Giuliani? Is it because Giuliani's on Fox News a lot? Is it because he felt a sense of loyalty to him because Giuliani had been a very loyal supporter of him on the campaign trail? Why did he hire someone who clearly is not serving him very well? Well, I don't think he anticipated that Giuliani would turn out to be a bust. Giuliani is very much in the Trump New York mold, a macho figure who likes to go after the liberal media, who's extremely comfortable in the tabloid culture, who wants to go on the offense. Now, maybe Giuliani thought that this was all going to come out anyway. It's best to get it out of the way now rather than to wait later on. That's what he's saying now, isn't it? It looks very improvisational. And the tweets that Trump is sending out about this, I don't think are helpful to him either. The more he puts on record, the more he gets caught up in all of this. But it sounds like some of the tweets, they're pretty legalistic. I mean, this is, I think, fair to call petty foggery. Where the money came from is pretty much a distinction without a difference, especially when you have Giuliani Mm. stating that it was done to, to silence Stormy Daniels during the campaign. I could see that they seem to be floundering, that Trump seems to be floundering, but at the same time, would not a lot of Americans think, who am I going to believe, uh, the President of the United States or uh, a, a porn star and her publicity-hungry lawyer? Well, it is a legal matter. So it actually, in some ways, it is not clear what the public believes. Now, the public may believe that Trump has done all these things, but a certain percentage is going to shrug their shoulders yes. and say, who cares? I mean, they've already priced in 
to use economics language, Trump's infidelities and routine fibs and, and lies. Mm. So the, the question is, how much of an effect will it have on Trump? But I think it does muddy the waters for Republicans heading into the November elections again. It takes all the focus off of the tax cut, away from the economy, his upcoming Korea visit. I mean, it just he's constantly submerged in this controversy. Now, Trump may survive it, but the question is, what will the effects be on yes. the Republican Party? What do you think they might be? I don't think it's good. I think it just further wounds the GOP. And my own gut is that at some point, the Republican Party is going to turn on Donald Trump and that that will lead to his eviction from office. It won't be impeachment. He'll just have to resign and cut the best deal he can. Because this, this summer, I'm, I'm certain more and more is going to come out about Trump's activities, both on Russia and with Stormy Daniels. And I do not believe that he can survive it. Yes, I think a few weeks ago we spoke about who would bring down Trump first. Would it be pornography or would it be Russia? And it seems like pornography is now leading the charge. That's right, though they could be related again. You know, one thing that someone said to me, which is interesting, is who was a Trump supporter said that they thought that the Russia charges were always contrived and, and that someone like Trump didn't really need prostitutes and that sort of thing. But then as the Stormy Daniel stuff started coming out, this person said to me, well, now they're starting to scratch their heads and wonder what was really going on. So I do think that this is, this is a body blow to Trump. I'm not saying that he's going to be out of office this summer. You know, his poll ratings are up because of his foreign policy success so far in North Korea. But the danger signal keeps going higher. The needle keeps getting closer to the red zone, in my view. Let's go back to that Sean Hansey interview with Giuliani last night. When Giuliani let this slip, this astonishing revelation, when you saw it, did it cross your mind that perhaps it was deliberate? Because, of course, Sean Hannity is himself gets on with the president. It's clear that Hannity himself tried to give Giuliani a mulligan. He wanted him to, to retract this statement. Yes. And Giuliani didn't, and, and he just doubled down. So I don't know, obviously, whether Giuliani actually talked to the president. He says he did. But it was definitely an own goal. You think you could hear Hannity sort of almost desperate for him not to make this amazing, journalistically speaking, revelation on his show. Now, the lesson here may be that Trump officials should stop going on to Fox News all the time. But that doesn't seem to be the way Trump thinks, because as everybody often says, and it seems to be true, he does orient his worldview around what's on the rolling news and particularly what's on Fox. Right, right. There is a further wrinkle to this story, which is that Kellyanne Conway's husband, George, has periodically been issuing tweets that are antagonistic to the president. I don't know if you're aware of this. This is a constant story in Washington. And today he subtweeted the president by tweeting out a portion of the election laws, thereby suggesting that Trump may actually be in violation of them. 
be interesting to know what the conversation will be like in the Conway household tonight. It's almost impossible to say what happens next, but you think that perhaps Giuliani is fired would be the most logical step for Trump to make, but then he doesn't really act according to logic. Well, he has the White House counsel, Donald McGahn, who's probably furiously trying to do cleanup right now. Giuliani is a loose cannon. They've got to cut him. They've got to get rid of him. Mm. It would just be another Trump ally and associate that gets dumped overboard, something the president doesn't seem to have much difficulty doing. And they need to get Emmett Flood, who is an experienced lawyer and helped steer Bill Clinton through the impeachment process. He needs someone competent, not, not the goons that he like, has liked to rely on in the past. It's just not going to cut it in this situation. It's interesting, isn't it? You said mentioned this a couple of times, how it does seem to be imitating the Clinton pattern. He's headed into more serious trouble than Clinton because of all the legal aspects. With Clinton, it really was a sexual peccadillo for which he got busted. And Clinton fought his way out, but he was also a fairly popular. His popularity was quite high at the time that the Lewinsky story broke. And the American public knew that Clinton was a rogue, much as they know that, that Trump is as well. But I don't think that Trump has the reservoir of popularity to draw upon. He, but he is, you know, a ferocious fighter. He's willing to use any weapon at hand. How important is it that, in the minds of most Americans, that Trump wasn't president when these alleged affairs would have taken place, compared to Clinton, who was? I mean, Clinton clearly had affairs before and after. I mean, I think the porn star aspect adds some titillation to it. But I don't think it's the affair itself that is arousing all the controversy and causing the problems. It's obviously the fact that the president paid hush money and that it was during the campaign and it may well be a violation of campaign finance regulation. Now, whether that alone is enough to bring down Trump is questionable. What we just don't know is every time you look at the Trump campaign, there's more that crawls out from underneath it. So, look, this is just a gut sense on my part. But my assumption is that there's a lot more that's going to come out. Jacob, always a pleasure to talk to you and speak soon. Thanks, Freddie. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer. (laughs) 